2: The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Make a plan to do away with high-interest credit card debt by transferring your balance to a Navy Federal credit card. With a low intro APR and no balance transfer fees, you can pick the right card to help you save more. Check out NavyFederal.org for more information.
0: Team Never Quit Radio
2: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. My name's Andrew, hanging out in the studio with Marcus and Morgan, and we're just doing this thing. Doing this thing we always do. do It's what we do. Every single week.
3: It's hard to do, but it's what we do.
2: We got a Patreon question, because that's what we we bring back those every single week. Our Patreon members get to ask a question. I think this one's perfect for the parents in the room. Parents. Parents. There's
3: there's three of us, (laughs) not including you.
2: Yeah, not me. What made you <laughs> such an intense and disciplined person growing up and what are some of the things I can apply to my sons today to make them like you guys solid young men?
3: Consistency. In your, in in how you raise your child. That was one thing that we got. If you'd messed up, you got your butt whooped. If you didn't, you got praised. It was it was consistent.
0: Is this applicable to me too? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, mine, I have a son, he's 14, uh, been through everything I've been through uh, at least half of my life. Well, a third, but, uh, I think being a good example, you know, having that like, uh, little thing on your shoulder, always telling you they're watching and like what you do is something that they're going to see as an option. So you kind of have to, you know, see what kind of seeds you plant as far as, choices they're going to make, because they are going to be just like you, likely.
3: Very well said. I remember reading that in an article about you. You stated that one time that my boy's always looking at me, so I have to do the right thing. And it's, it's because yeah. of that, when um, when they say when the teacher's ready, the student will appear. And it's, it's kind of like when, when you have a, a kid, that's the next version of you, and you automatically become the teacher. And I would say, don't be afraid to teach your kid something. And a lot of times, like I would tell, like, you have to make your bed in the morning. You have to take out the trash. you got to do this. And, and some people, I kind of feel bad sometimes like, getting out of my way. To, I'm like, wait a minute. Why would I even feel bad about asking him? I was like, yes, you're going to do that. And, and he's like, sometimes like, well, this is kind of a menial job. I'm like, well, if you can do this one well, I'll give you another one. And it's just, it's mm. just imagine you are training yourself to handle life after you leave it. Because that is the next version of you. So when you're kind of sitting back looking at that and seeing how you want them to handle life, it's a, it's a perfect mechanism to train. It's it's literally your own avatar. You can train it to do anything you want. The more time <laughs> you spend with it, the better it turns out. The less time you spend with it, the the worse it turns out kind of thing.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. GMAC, thanks for your question. Hey, if you guys want to ask questions to our guests, to our hosts, make sure you join us patreon.com slash team never quit we've got exclusive access extra merch we do live streams all kind of stuff that we do fun for our patreon members so make sure you guys check that out hey guys we've got a great guest in store today one of the pioneers of women's mma kat zingana was the first mom to ever compete in the ufc and the first woman to win a ufc fight by tko by knockout which is pretty incredible she's a single mom of a teenage son after having lost her husband to suicide in 2014 she's a passionate advocate for physical and mental wellness and female empowerment Welcome to the show, Cat.
3: Slash Supermodel.
2: Slash yeah. Super Supermodel Mom.
0: <laughs> wow, thank you. Appreciate it. You're
3: I got there's there's <laughs> one of your I, I, I saw it when I was proving through the the thousands of photos of you. There's one I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you and I want you to autograph it for me. I want you to say to to my biggest, greatest, most wonderful, handsome fan, Morgan. <laughs> I'm gonna frame it hanging hanging on hanging on the bedroom wall. My A.K.A. Wife Big it.
0: Daddy.
3: <laughs> there you go. That's
0: what I'm talking about. <laughs> got you. I got you. All right.
3: No, I can't wait to hear your story. I mean, to, to to understand a little bit about the fight game and what that goes through and then uh, all, all the other things that come into a regular life. It's it's, it's truly an amazing feat of what you pulled off and what you get done. So I'm looking forward to hearing it. You've actually separated yourself at an early age getting into combat sports. From what I understand, you started wrestling when you were at which, age, age 12, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. So let's start there. Yeah. How did all that? F- first of all, welcome to the show. If you want to introduce yourself and tell us how that all started.
0: Um. So as a kid, like I just was super into sports. Like it was. Um, I was a little bit shy and awkward and quiet. I, I'm kind of still shy and awkward and quiet, but like I make it work. You know, I got to hustle. Um, and like sports and being active and like moving my body and chasing a ball and like checking people doing it like it was it was uh kind of like how I felt I got to express myself like I got soccer I was the kid that was trying to slide tackle everybody and like take the ball like I wasn't you know hoping to get past two I was like that was gonna be my ball so does that and come down um, in the
3: family I mean how, 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 where does that come <laughs> from
0: yeah I mean I think like the athlete side of my family was definitely there like uh my brother and sister weren't so into athletics like they were more of like the academics but um and my dad was very athletic like he was very in the sports very in the football like wrestling all of the like dude stuff you know and um I think because I came out the kid that wanted to like be physical and do all of that like it was one of the ways that we could really connect was like me not only being in sports, but kind of being like a brute out there, and like it was, I felt kind of I was a bit of a tomboy too. So it just was kind of like my dad got his like boy girl fix out of out of one with uh me being the kind of competitor I was. So it was like volleyball, track, swimming. Like I just wanted to do everything, and and like I was there's a lot going on when I was a kid, so I was kind of like stressed out and like feeling misguided at times. And what really always brought me back was just like sports like being on a team like being part of a group where you're like necessary and like everyone's got their part and like you're noticed when you're not there and all of that stuff that like made you almost part of a gang and um being on teams was like a big thing to me and uh i moved up through different sports i got pretty good at all of them but there was always this like point where it was like like what else is there like what other kind of sport do i want to do and um i've was going through a lot at like 12 years old. Um, Some normal kid shit, some like not normal kid shit, but uh, I saw wrestling and I like had been approached by one of the wrestling coaches because I was like getting in fights in school. I was was, going to ask
3: you, did you fight outside, you know, like school fights a lot or was that just your aggressiveness on the, on the, on the field? No,
0: I was never really like, I didn't really start fights. I didn't pick on people. I will say though, like, when I had a bad day, you know, I was not always nice, but it was like, not, I didn't like look for people to just pick on. Like, I definitely had, uh, like, I'd I'd put a target on people that were being mean to other people. And then it was kind of one of those things where it was like, okay, now you're going to hear from me. And it was, you know, I don't know, it was was aggressive. And it was definitely the space I was in at the time with some of the things that I was going through. And um, but I feel like people still knew I had like a good heart. Like it wasn't like I was just mean, you know, it was because I, I was, I was, I was going through shit. Oh, you know? that's a huge and, difference.
3: Um, that, yeah. That's a huge difference between somebody who takes advantage of what they're capable of. And then those who are, you know, they're genuinely a great person, but they will beat your ass if you get out of line. Th- those are, <laughs> those are down here. So, uh, yeah,
0: which I think is like, You know, I feel like it's a a way, a different way of people approaching things because I feel like bullies are kind of going through their own shit too, but they take it out differently. Like they, they want to be like mean and an asshole and they want to like, like crush people and dominate people and make people feel like how they feel, but in like a, like a nasty manipulative way, you know? And, and even that it comes from somewhere, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not it's definitely not something, uh, like good. Right. Like I, 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 or, but at the same time, like I said, I wasn't like going after people. I was just kind of the enforcer when I did see shit was happening. And, um, one of the school, uh, like, did you guys in elementary or middle school have like a, is like a, bouncer of the cafeteria like a like an adult that would walk around and just make sure all the kids are doing good and like clean up their spot and like put stuff away our
3: principals yeah well, i pretty mean yeah. about that we got kind of yeah. that you just kind of under, that was an understood thing but yeah we have those yeah the monitors
0: the right lunch yeah monitor. monitor there you go yeah, so one of the monitors at my middle school was the um wrestling coach and he was he also he's just a great man like his name was john zadigan and he used to play for the dolphins he's like this huge giant teddy bear and like he was awesome and he saw me fighting like he saw me still being a good kid but like happening to always end up in these tussles and like he was like you should go out for wrestling and i was like what like there's no girls there i was what, gonna say, was there a mean? girl's like, team
3: was there a girl's team? no your... no okay and this was
0: right in the middle of title nine too so it was not like like people were not so excited about having to do the like equal sports for boys and girls. So like you could get either side, depending on like who you were talking to, which it was just so new at the time people, it was just like weird, you know? So
3: where were you living? When, all, to, when Were you up North in Minnesota still when this was going down or did you No,
0: this was Boulder, Colorado?
3: Okay. Yeah. So in wrestling so, uh, huge up there too. So I'm assuming it was even more challenging for you to, to break that. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was very competitive. There was a lot of people doing it. And um, so he told me to just come to a practice and I did. I went up there and it was like this room above the cafeteria. It's so hot and crazy. And I walked in and I watched what they were doing. And I was just like, I, I, that's awesome. Like that person just took that person off their feet onto their ass and held them down for long enough for someone to smack a mat and you won. And I was just like that, like, that looks cool to know how to do that about. And, um, so this was 12, like 11, I think 11, 12, 11 is, I think when I like saw it and 12 was when I was like, I'm doing this.
3: And it's a thing. It's a feeling. Like when you see it, you get excited enough to, some people see that kind of life and, and it backs them up. And then some people see it and like, Oh, I need to be in that.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I needed to know, like, I wanted to know how that happened and what was the difference between that person and that person. And was it physical? Was it mindset? Was it like, what was it? And um, the next step was to have me go watch one of the high school dual meets. So it was the, um, you know, these guys going against each other and uh, same thing, but this is live, you know? So one's taking the other one to his ass, the other one's moves and gets out. The other one's on his back, the other one, you know? And it was just like, Like I have to know this, like, and in my head I had all these ideas of like how it's done. I'm like, you can, you know, grab a foot and push, and what if you just flying squirrel at them and blah blah blah, and like none of that. Now that I know how to fight, like, (laughs) but in my head, like, that's easy. There's no problem. So I went back to the middle school. I ended up um, getting talked into it by that coach, and he's like such a good man. He's like very. Awesome about it, kind of like let me go and put me with the right partners. And I pinned my first guy and I just was hooked. I was like, this is, I have to know how to do this. I need to know how to do more. And like, I need to know how to do more if people are trying to like really get me and if they're better than me and if they are stronger and they're whatever. And I just like, I just wanted to know. And it was really, it felt complicated because I remember people looking at me and thinking it was so weird that I wanted to do and like you would even catch shit from like the other boys parents or other kids on the team that were just like they just didn't want you there and like some people would outright say it and some people would just try to beat my ass and I like the people that tried to beat my ass I didn't know that that was what was happening like I thought that I just sucked and like I just needed to do more reps and I just needed to get back and I needed to like whatever. So those people actually made me better without knowing they're making me better. Like they wanted me to quit, but it just made me come back like ready to work harder Right. because I thought it was me, not them. You know,
3: that's how you know you're a fighter. Um, that, that's what a fighter is. Yeah. That's how you build that confidence. If you, if, if you didn't go in any other way and that's that mindset when you don't even know what's happening, I, I have a daughter, so I'm so curious as to uh, how much alpha should you throw on over in front of them and how much you should hold back and you're, and you're I'm sure you're, and your family is behind us 100% huh? dad was supportive
0: at the time. Yeah. So, uh, middle school, I think they were like, Oh, this is cute. Like this will be this thing she wants to do. And like, she's, she, could, she could use the like toughness and like, they knew I was into sports. I mean, I was the kid that was always on top of houses climbing trees, like playing with some stranger's dog. You know, I was just, active and out doing stuff. So it just seemed to them like this other new, like little adventure that I was on. But so I I did middle school wrestling. So, you know, 11, 12, 13, and then it's time to go to high school. And my parents were like, sure that I was just sticking to swimming and dance for high school. Like, and when wrestling season came around and I was like, well, all right, well, it's time to do wrestling season. They're like, high school is different. Like, it's not the same. High school is like, big serious boys like they're older than you they're and i was like oh like that doesn't matter like i'm i still want to do it i still want to know and it was a struggle in my house at first my dad was kind of like he like he liked it he liked it because i was going out and beating people and i think that made him feel happy to be that that girl's dad you know um and but my mom was so scared i was going to get hurt eventually she was supportive of it cuz it was going to be what made me happy cuz i didn't I didn't identify with any of those sports as much anymore as I had with wrestling. Like when I found wrestling, and like the hum- like the humbleness you had to have in it, like the some days you're the hammer, some days you're the nail, like all of sure. that, it was yeah. so yeah. perfect to me. Like I I liked the discipline of it, like I liked the consequences of it, you know. And oh, it's um, pure. So I mean, it's the
3: purest form right with, there when you're doing that.
0: Yeah. And it's your will versus their will. Like they really like you, you really have to figure out who wants it more. And for me, it was different because I was a girl. I wasn't built the same, like at the younger ages. Yeah. We're all kind of going through the same part of puberty, but you get into high school and these are like dudes and I'm still like, <laughs> well, girl, it's the so worst part learn. of our,
3: it's the worst part of our dude ship. <laughs> Cause that's what y'all go come through before we do. That's why y'all can whip our asses when we're younger. <laughs> And then when we're going through that <laughs> smell stage, because remember, that? did you ever get a chance? Did you <laughs> ever mean, get a chance to wrestle? Any other schools have girls, or were you just you had to you had to fight the guys.
0: Um, it was only the guys. And then uh, every once in a while, like if a team had another girl on it or something like that, they would have this like exhibition match. So sometimes it was against me against like a 200 pound girl. Like sometimes it was me against like a 105 pound girl, like just to also have that match be there for like kind of almost like an entertainment well, yeah. value, but like be
3: an you anomaly, know, just right? there skull. was not that many, probably wasn't that many girls in comp uh, competing.
0: No. Well, and like some of the girls would only go against girls, but for me, I wanted to go against everyone. Well, there so other, were there I, other I schools like my, that were like, Hey,
3: I got, you know, got, we don't wrestle girls. Did you run into that? Um, or they were like, Oh yeah. If you want to get on the mat with them, by all means.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, so I think because again, because of title nine, like I, I was able to be there and that was its own like crappy feeling because it was like i know you have to let me here and i don't want to have to i don't want to feel like you have to let me like let me show you right like i can fucking do this you know (laughs) and i'll earn it like I'll, i'll i'll learn i'll drill i'll get back up like i'll suck i'll be great like all of that just like let me show you and eventually everyone on my team was like great and on board but at first it was this weird like elephant in the room that i even wanted to be there um but i was winning matches like i was winning matches for the school and so at a certain point it's like right like she's she's what was that like walking down down the hallway when you're in high school um well and at that point i mean i was still kind of going through some stuff so it was like but it was weird I, i feel like i had this like um respect from people that like
3: Sure you did. Not, they didn't we, want to get tuned yeah, up by you. I, like,
0: <laughs> I mean, that is an absolute, back in the
3: day when it where the that's what respect is. There was a few girls in our school that could oh, throw their hands real well. Man, just when like, we grew up, they were did not even, even, even The guys with didn't even mess with them. I mean, it was like
1: especially when, when they, they got were walking dude. down the hallway, like, oh, we dude, like,
3: Oh dude, dude, our girls are badass, dude. I mean, straight up.
0: And then after a certain point, I had like thirty brothers that had my back too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah.
3: Is that, it then it becomes? What you, what you, you do that? I bet that you, yeah, you I your first hard. boyfriend was sweating nails when he was oh, like, oh, "I know, I had to be the first one to do that." Oh,
0: I only at that. I mean, I could only date a wrestler, of course.
3: Like, there's no, yeah, not oh, sure, too. Yeah, sure, <laughs> some other guys are going to step into that realm, and then the, then if he did, then your buddies, your teammates would be like, "Who's this joke?" Uh, yeah, I guess the chess yeah. chest team probably. Like, we, step I have up to too wrestle well. with her all day, pal. You, you know what I mean? No way. No one would step. That that's kind of like a hardship y'all put on yourselves for stepping into that realm. There's so much stuff that steps into that. It's amazing that y'all – it is, truly. Now that we're through and it and we're looking back on it, I mean, girl, I can't even when – when you start like, oh, I had this Title nine, I'm like, dude, that's so many things that we didn't have to deal with. It was just the hardship and the competition mm-hmm. between each other, which we make it twice as hard as any rule you could put on us. But then mm-hmm. it, it equals out with, with everybody kind of has their own gauntlet they have to jump through just to get to the point to where you can play, where we can play with each other and you, and you have mm-hmm. your respect. So good All on right. you, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't even remember what we're talking about. I was just, that, <laughs> dude, I had to be um, hard, right? I, dude, had yeah, I awesome, had to be hard. Wrestling the in high only, school. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Sweet. Go ahead.
0: I was thinking the only, I think the only way guys got out of wrestling me was if it was like a religious reason, like they just couldn't, their parents were just like, no, he can't put his hands on a girl like oh, that, well, which yeah. I understood and respected. Like any anyone's position on it, I understood that it was weird and it was different. And whatever, but I like. I still knew I had a lot to offer in a match, which I'm sure sucked to lose to me. But you, they still lost to a good wrestler. It wasn't just that they lost to a girl, but very hard to see for some people. So I like. They all got to process it on their own. And the only way that people really didn't wrestle me is if it was some kind of religious thing. But to lose to me, I did see a lot of like shitty behavior towards the guy that would lose. But you well, know, that's how it, you. That's how you humble. Family, that's how you get that humble or pie. not His family.
3: That, yeah. that that's humbleness. It- <laughs> when someone taps you, I've had my ass whipped like that. It, it's terrible. You know, well, what I mean? she means like from the parents and stuff. We're giving the
0: or not the parents, but mostly like the team, like the, oh, team, the, other team. Like oh, the team. Oh yeah, oh hell yeah, yeah. But it was like my style had to be so unique because it was like I wasn't going to be stronger than them. Like if anything, I was going to have speed and I was going to have my center of gravity different because I'm I'm hip heavy versus shoulder heavy like a guy, and then we have flexibility so like if they hadn't wrestled another girl before like wrestling me was a very quick learning experience like they had to figure out what do you do with someone that's like moves like this because nobody i had to learn how to move differently because of the the fact that they had um assets to their game that i didn't and i had assets to my game that they didn't so it became more of a like
3: leverage points like how can i use
0: what i have to beat what they have you know in that chess game
3: and well, I mean, I, mean, looking I, back, anybody, back to I would t- say anybody that you got a hold of back then and beat and, and beat their ass. And they're probably looking at her like, yeah, because I would honestly tell anybody. And I was like, oh, yeah, Cat beat my ass when I was in high school. It was amazing. <laughs>
0: I have got so Now she's
3: a mention. world champion. Yeah, oh, yeah. I yeah. brag about it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Ah, that, she that's she beat my yeah, yeah. I wrestled her all the time. <laughs> she went my ass every time. That is an absolute thing. <laughs> When you're that at younger age, when you're going at it, in our mindset, we take it to the end. Like if this was a fight and we had to go all the way, then you're, you're it doesn't matter what and who or where you're from, man. This is a, you're in a, in a tangle of something, and the, and the people, the true spirit of the game, those true competitors in the game, understand that part. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I mean, if uh, uh, when it when you're on that mat, it's on. again okay? it's mm-hmm. on, right? If you're if you go in there thinking that oh this is so and so or she's this that and the other, then you've automatically Put yourself at a disadvantage.
0: Yeah,
3: and then yeah. they have you have to make up for it in, in some other way, as opposed to just showing respect when you walk in. Did you? Um, uh, I see the I see your accomplishments in college. Four time champ. Did you win any championships while you were in high school, or did that did you kind of?
0: No, those were high school. So I had uh, I had uh, two national titles in high school. I was two time All American. <laughs> um, college. <laughs> was a little more tricky because I ended up blowing my knee right before college like I was able to go in and wrestle and like go on the trips and do the things but I don't know like I had a really really hard time which actually translates over into my MMA career um so my senior year in high school my best friend she got murdered and it was we were so close. We were so close since we were eight years old, and she was at all my wrestling tournaments. She was just kind of my hype man, and like she didn't wrestle or anything, but she was just like one of the guys and around with everything. And she, I didn't realize at the time, but I was like, like I, I got depressed afterwards. And what was normal to me, like what was my like pattern every day, was to still go wrestle and to still go train. And then when I blew my knee, it was just kind of like. I didn't blow my knee. I got a staph infection. And then that staph infection didn't leave my body for forever. And it went to my other knee. And I had five surgeries and one and like two surgeries and another. So when I got back to wrestling, and my goal was the Olympics in 2004. Like, just so much had happened that by the time I got to the trials, like by the time I was like at that place the place that I had been literally chasing since I started like they said that women's wrestling was going to be allowed in 2004 and that day the day that they said that that was going to happen I was going to the Olympics like there was nothing going to stop me you know I was that was the goal that was why I started that was why I was going to finish and how I was going to finish and everything and um just all this stuff happened and I got super depressed and I, I didn't realize that I was as depressed as I was but I i you know, didn't complete wrestling the way that I wanted to, like, I just didn't care. You know, I I, 2004 came and went and I I didn't even go to the trials. And, um, so that led me into feeling really crappy afterwards. Like, um, some of the coping mechanisms I had for, I mean, cause that's like a, a loss too, when you have that goal, right. And you have that thing you're looking forward to forever. And it just like, it gets there and it doesn't mean to you what it meant. What once meant to you it's like it's just so defeating and there was you know so 2004 I didn't go to the Olympics 2005 <clears throat> my mom passed away of brain cancer in 2006 I ended up having my son and in 2006 I'm realizing like I like I need something to do like I have this little boy I want to give him a good life. Like, I always thought I was going to have my mom. I always thought I was going to have my best friend. Like, here I am, like, this tomboy with a baby. And I'm, like, hoping my mom instincts kick in, which they did, you know, which I'm really happy uh, about. Right. But um, I I had to figure all of that out. And I was going to school. I was going to work. Um, I was really sad that I hadn't completed my wrestling mission. And I, you know, I realized I needed something. Like, I needed just like I did as a kid, I needed to do a sport. I needed to like sweat it out every day. I needed to like, like, yeah, like challenge, right. Every morning when you wake up, yeah,
3: a challenge and uh, that hole, you got to fill challenge
0: and objective, like something to focus on. And and like, like as much as you want to make that your kids, like your kids are challenging sometimes. And they're not like, like you, you need to do your own thing. You need to have your outlet in order to be the best parent you can be for your kids. Sometimes like they, they can't be everything. And like, we all got to like preface it with like, Oh my God, we love our kids and our kids are everything. Like obviously, of course. Right. But like, we still have to do something that is our outlet, our thing. And I didn't have that. I just had things I, I had to do. I didn't have anything that I like, like did for me. So I had my son, I was like having a, you know, tough time obviously losing my mom, losing my friend. Um, And I, I, thought I'd be a better mom I'd be less stressed out if I found something to do so I was doing like jazzercise classes I was doing like trying to get on a treadmill like I can't do that shit you know I have to like chase a ball I have to get after someone I have to like touch like I have to do something so I went and found jiu um started doing jiu-jitsu and that was like close enough to wrestling while still not being wrestling that it was like the right fit for me because back in those did, days it
3: was still a difference like wrestlers didn't yeah. you, did, you didn't go into MMA like, and then the MMA guys like I'm not a wrestler those two didn't run together yet they, they were no. separate remember back yeah. when this first thing Listen, to, keep, you said this cat you said this was two, around 2004-2005-ish uh, so I had Where my in son 2006 six,
0: so like the oh, end, seven, end of 2006 06-07 right, yeah. oh, oh,
3: okay I, my
0: first fight was 2007
3: okay Okay.
0: Yeah.
3: I right, Keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on every word here. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> hopefully, yeah, hopefully you're tracking, hopefully you tracking. Um, yeah. So I, I found jujitsu felt like it was good for my health, good for me to be a better parent and to be a more focused parent, you know, and, um, I was going to school, but once I started doing jujitsu competitions and, uh, eventually f- like asked and asked and asked if I could do MMA, it it felt like this second chance at what I walked away from in wrestling. You know, like I was, and I was king because nobody knew how to wrestle, you know? And I was like, man, if, if I can just shoot, they won't ever hit me. And I mean, I, I had to learn how to get hit, but it was like, not my favorite thing. Like some people need to get hit to turn on and like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're not fucking hitting me. And, um, it it was, it was amazing. It was amazing to go into jujitsu and have like this top pressure and these takedowns and these throws. And like, um, they just, there wasn't very many girls doing it. It was kind of like literally like another first generation of a sport that I was doing, you know? And um, I went and I won worlds there right away. I, and, and about six months in, I had seen MMA and I was like, what is that? So they get to hit each other And choke each other while they're wrestling like those were all against the rules when I was a kid wrestling like you don't get a you get penalized for that and here that was like you like you can knock someone out and the fight's over you can choke someone out and the fight's over like grab a limb you know do whatever and 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 I wanted to do it and so I had taken a couple fights I hated them but I loved them and uh what does that that mean not
3: what does that mean you hated it. but, but you I loved, them. loved them. Like yeah.
0: it was so hard. It was like it was hard again. You know, and it was having to prove everything again, and it was having to like, um like earn belonging there again. And I like loved it, but at the same time, like it, it was like exhausting. Were you fighting guys or you know? girls? Um, there was no girls. It was the same thing. So
3: you're fighting was, guys there again? Was no
0: girls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're you know and, and hard to get everyone to take you seriously but and but with time of course you know everyone's like now you're you're a family and now everyone's like oh no 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 you're you're here you're legit it's it's like it's it's real you know but having to build up and work through that and earn that again like that shit's like it's kind of hard uh, it's exhausting but like to get there and to arrive is everything so how would yeah, you focus so, um, your mind
3: on that? Just focus on the training, or to to push past that because that can eat you up. Um. I mean, you're a pioneer in the sport. You're before women had a, had their own place. So you had to come in here and fight us to earn the, everyone else's spot to come in and do that.
0: Right. I mean, you had. Well, to I just i I needed to know what was on the other side of it. You know, it was the same thing with wrestling. It's like I want to know this. Like I want to know especially once I got like a couple moves in jujitsu, I was like, that was my goal with MMA was if, if I can pull off an arm bar, if I can take someone's back, if I can like do all this while they're trying to get me, you know, if someone's trying to attack me, like, do I have this? And like, can I actually do it in that moment, in that time? And the only way to know is literally
1: get have somebody sicked
0: on you yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, and, and seeing if you could pull it off. And I, and I could, And then I wanted to see, I wanted to go learn more stuff and then go try it again and then learn more stuff and go try it again. And like, obviously the opponents get tougher, obviously the like, you know, venues get bigger and you move up and there's more expectation of you. But like, I, I liked the pressure and I liked having to know and wanting to know what, what I could pull off in those like moments, moments, like what did I have, you know? And, uh, yeah, it went to, um, And then there was this other piece of me too that was like, man, I like wrestling doesn't feel like it was for nothing now. You know, like I have this tool, this, this, this thing I've been working on since I was 11 years old that I now get to bring into this, that people will never be able to catch up with me on because if they didn't start doing this at 11 too, like I'll always be able to get the throw. I'll always be able to get the takedown. Like I'll always be able to do whatever. And like, that gives me this awesome advantage while I'm learning how to box. And while I'm learning how to do kicks and throw and, you know, whatever else that you need to be successful in MMA, like I have this tool in my back pocket where if I get in trouble, I'll just wrestle, you know, and that.
3: It's a baseline.
0: That felt, yeah. And that felt like all of that was worth it. It was like, man, like I didn't just go and not, not complete wrestling. I didn't go fail. That was part of bringing into what I am now, you know? And like, I and But also gave me this motivation where it's like, I don't want when the going gets tough in this sport or when everything is against me or when I'm fucking sucking or and all of that for me to ever forget how much it sucks to regret that I didn't finish wrestling the way that I wanted. I don't ever want to look at a second sport that is almost literally the exact same thing. Like even some of the hard shit, like I, I quit when my best friend died, I quit when I was feeling so down and low, like when a few years ago, when all of that stuff happened with my husband, it was the same thing where it was like, God, this feels the exact same. And I can't regret not following through. I can't regret not finishing this because that regret felt like shit. And it still does. I I didn't complete what I had set out to. I get a second chance at all of that. And so here I am. Still fighting, still grinding, you know, way more responsibilities on my ass, but I like, I want to follow through. Like, I want to finish this in a way I can be proud of. I want to walk away from it, like, having checked all the boxes, having done all the things, having hit all the moves, all the stuff that I want, all the things that I loved about it. Like, I want to see that through. I don't want to let the hard times and the bad times dictate what I do with my goals and what I do with the things that have made me happy and given me purpose, if that makes sense.
3: It does, and I hope this, this makes sense to you. <laughs> Sometimes you got to hear from guys like us, all right? You never quit anything. That drive that's inside of you is designed for a reason, and it pushes you through everything that you do. And even in those hard times, you have joy. And it's the fact that you wouldn't ever quit and stop going back when you're saying, I didn't finish something, you didn't quit it. God has a way of moving you onto something, even though you think you're, you're like, I'm supposed to be doing this right here. I'm like, no, no, no. Because we, we don't know that. We're so you know, into what we're doing that we literally have to be shifted by life to move to the next phase in order to climb that ladder. And it bothers us because we look back and are like, I'm pretty sure I didn't finish that part. I'm like, nope, you got exactly where you needed to be and it was time to move. And it's usually when you don't want to. And because they throw us into those situations that we're, we necessarily don't feel that we're ready for, keeps our fight spirit. And as you push through that, it, it, I mean, it's just like I didn't have time to worry about not finishing that one, man. I got, I'm already up on this one, and we keep going up until the point to where you're here. We're, we're talking about a career that 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 that, that everyone we're, we're never with. I know, I can't even believe it, and and the fact that you had to pioneer yourself through all of that, and you you keep all that adversity. I kind know of, every every time you you say you say something, Mojo and I're like, oh my god, and then you're like, you know, and then this that, and the other. Stop doing that. I'm at, just imagine yeah, stop doing just, that. Just, just imagine if you'd have kept wrestling. What if you'd have got burned out? You'd have wrestled for mm-hmm. so long, you'd have got burned out and you would not be there would you wouldn't be who you are right now. There has to be a shift. And it's a it's a plan. Yeah, it is. Before you come down here, imagine you wrote it out. And it, it, and, and you came in down and now we're living it out. It wouldn't all be the, it'd be the hard times for, for us. That's how we know we're learning. As soon as our bodies start getting smashed, it's like putting, it's like stamping whatever it is we trained into into us, so it won't ever leave. Being, mm-hmm. a, you know, going through and raising a kid and doing and being a, in the fight game and all that stuff like that. I mean, it's we easy just, to We just, uh, we, we, we just ad- admire everything that yeah. you've gone. And we don't know the whole story. I've heard you mentioned that you've been, you went through a lot of things that that nobody probably knows about, but. um you know that's warriors are warriors. That's, that's life. Gauntlets are there, gauntlets. There's never a finish line. Never. No, 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 huh? You'll never check mm-hmm. all those boxes. Imagine dear, you had ever. to go through that test because no one else could. Could you imagine how boring it would be if you checked all the boxes?
0: <sighs> yeah, it'd be terrible. You'd be sitting <laughs> here
3: hosting a podcast with yeah, us, right? Yeah, with us. <laughs> or you'd want to go back through it, and then it would be boring because you try oh. to redo it, and it's that it's that unknown, the anticipation of whether or not when you walk in there, whether how this is going to go down, and that's what that's what our drive is. And, and you can't ever lose that.
1: That's, I mean, that's honestly, a gift.
3: You, 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 your story, because you've, the, the things that you've experienced with the loss of your best friend and then the loss of your mom and then the loss of your husband, I mean, a human being sh- honestly shouldn't... Most human beings don't ever have to go through that. None of us should. But it, it's almost something that, that has made you so much stronger, even though you don't... It's funny, I wish you could see you the way that Marcus and yeah, I see do. you. Because somebody has to be that pillar, of the alpha, the representation of what, what you can take. Some, somebody has to do that. And the only way to get to that point is to actually take all of it, not just say I could do it. Just You had to go through it first. So now that when you turned around, and everyone's looking at you, you're like, okay, that's what that set, that's a standard set right there. Let's push, let's go. You don't know you're doing it when you're going through it because if they told you that you wouldn't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so I, it, it's kind of what it is. They remove that from you. It's like the the Lord takes that that away from you, and then as we're going through it and getting smashed and and you're beaten into pulp and and then you get through what and they throw you in another gauntlet. You're like good Lord, I mean, how's this? How how long? How much can I take? And that's when the, your buddies come in. So if you could see what we mm-hmm. see, I mean head up always i mean that's it's amazing not that it's down all right so we (laughs) what was it like fighting in brazil for the first time
0: um i went down there for uh for jujitsu for the first time so that was um like the brazilian national championships and i won the tournament and i was so excited it was so fun um it, it was very weird because when you're a foreigner there, um, I think you've probably seen it in, like, the UFC fights. They chant, um, you're gonna die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't remember how, uva I think, and they, like, chant it, and it's like, you know it's just a chant, but it's so dark. <laughs> you know, <that> it's <laughs> oh, like, no, they're
3: great over there, man. They can like, get into your head quick.
0: Yeah, you're like, do I want to win? I think I want to win, but how bad do I want to win? You know? <laughs>
3: so how was it after? It was cool I mean, to they, go down. They, after, you won, after you won the tournament, was it, a different mentality for them or
0: they yeah, seem pretty cool. humble I mean, they with just, you you just walk around like normal is normal but you know at the time it's such an emotional moment because you're in the finals of a match against someone that's local and you're you know trying to win you're trying to win i'm trying to get that medal and enjoy the rest of my vacation and i'm getting told i'm gonna die
3: <laughs> so i well they tell you yeah i are supposed to tell you that's, that's motivation not yelling motivating <laughs> uh, I, my question i ask every fighter i come across the fight itself training for it or the walk into the cage Which which one's the hardest
0: oh my god the training camp is so hard that's what the craziest part is it's like when i see people just like smash on fighters after they lose or smash on them for their performance even if they won like it's like, you don't even understand that 15 minutes was nothing or that 25 minutes was nothing like grand scheme of things like that, that, like the training camp that, that went into that, like the injuries that you're ignoring, like the, the days that you got your ass beat, the days that you still showed up, even though you felt sick or you couldn't like, like you were limping, like those days people don't see, they just see that like 15, 20 minute thing in there. And even that walk out, that walk out where it's like, like, everyone is huge and everything is loud and those lights are so bright and you're getting in there and they shut that door and it's like one of us is leaving here. And yes, it's, it's not life or death, but it feels like it. It feels like if there was nobody in here, if there was no referee, there was no judges, like you guys are going to fight over it over, over who gets to leave and who walks out or who, who gets carried out on their shield, you know? And, um, it it starts once it starts you just go you have to go and and you adapt or you get killed yeah and it's like i i i feel even weird saying this to you because you guys are military and that's a, a real thing for you like that's a real when someone says go like that's literal and and for me yes fighters can get maimed and hurt and killed in there but it's just not the same but that is one of the reasons that i have such a connection and feel so much in supporting the military is because it's still a volunteering. Like, we all still sign up for that feeling and those moments and, and, and like fighting for something that puts us at a risk, but it is a choice, you know. And, and, and there are some things about it that end up not being something we expected or something that, um, you know, can change your life for the rest of your life. But at the same time, it's, it's like in your soul. Like why you're there is because it's it's you as a being and like like you said it's probably something that was written for you before you even got here.
3: There's something um, to it that the the anticipation of the fight and going through it and then standing proud over something that you fought for. I mean, there's a that's a
0: yeah.
3: it's a real feeling. What was uh what was it like? I'm I, I'm gonna jump ahead. We'll circle back. But I I mean, what was it like walking down the First UFC fight, I mean, like in the octagon. Came on. What was it? You it, it, it
1: I guess was crazy. What, that, like that, that, would
3: that be the one you remember? The like, that's what I'm talking about. That walk down is where. I mean, I always probably get more anxiety. Was it the first know, first, first one you, you always there, remember? Because everybody else was like, hey, what what like or like I hear people like, hey, what 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 do you remember most about being overseas? Was it your first gunfight, your last gunfight, the worst gun that, that kind of thing? For you, uh, I mean, was it the first when you're walking down, you're like, oh my, holy shit. Yeah, most memorable uh, fighting in the UFC right now.
0: Uh, Okay, yeah. So, my two fights I'd say were most memorable. Yeah, was that first fight walking down into fighting Misha. Uh, I knew no one knew who I was because that was kind of the intention. Like, it was a little bit shenanigans going with my career because I wanted to not post videos and not put up stuff of me. So people couldn't train for me, you know, so I could always come in as this like thing that no one could expect or no one could expect. Um, And, but within that, I knew that like, I was winning all these fights. I was beating all these people I was ranked. Like there was like not a ton of knowledge of me and everyone knew who Misha was and she had been world champion and she had fought Rhonda and like, she was the favorite and all of this. And it was just like, I knew I could beat her like I, I just knew I could, I knew I could beat all, all these girls. Like there's a chance for all of it. And, um, so that training camp was really hard. That training camp was one of the hardest ones ever because, you know, that was right around the time when my husband really, like we were really having struggles and he was going through a super hard time. And it's just like, it's so heavy, but this was the opportunity of a lifetime for us. Like he was my coach. Um, we were having like it's just a hard time to have your coach be your husband, you know, and, and your student be your wife. Like there's, it's, it's complicated. It's, it's weird. Sure. And um, that's probably why they have different titles.
3: I mean, you've got to, got to keep them things separate sometimes. It, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, there's no way I could train my wife. I know. I'm sorry. I go, ahead, yeah, go ahead. That's <laughs> not, yeah. Just, just the sound of that is amazing. Go ahead.
0: Uh, so, um, Anyway, we got there. We got to camp. And I remember sitting in the back and, like, warming up. And it, there was – it was just so, like, relieving to finally be warming up for this fight that had been the last, like, eight weeks of just hell. And it was so hard. And, um, yeah. So, when Bert – I don't know if you guys remember Bert. He would come and he would be like, we rolling. And he, like, you could just hear his voice oh, in that yeah. minute. It was, like, almost time. He would uh, – he came and he got me and we walked out and like, it was just, it was just finally there. It was just finally time to do it. And there was nothing else to do for preparation for it. I had done all the things. I had checked all the boxes. I, you know, all the miles were run, all the calories or not calories were eaten. Like there was just nothing left to do except go perform. And I knew I was going to do good. Like I knew that I earned it. And I was like, we were going to change things for people because I know nobody wanted to see women in the UFC, not nobody, but there was a very large portion. And so for that, no, say that nobody I, we, wanted
3: to see that. That's, yeah, that, that's so a real we, thing. I mean, that, that was be, made perfectly be, be, clear. Be brutally honest you there, had in this forum. Yeah. You had to fight your way in there. You don't have to, you don't have to <laughs> yeah. say that. We all know that. Yeah. I mean, that's so, a real thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so here, here it was again, you know, where I'm like, I have to do a fucking phenomenal job because this has to be why it's cool like this has to be why they're like oh you know what they can't fight or that was interesting or you know like that was like there was technique and there was this and that so it was like there there I know I'm gonna do a good job I I have to represent I have to show because this is like what we want this is what and I know they want it they just don't know yet Like once you guys see it, you're gonna love it. But you haven't seen it, so right now it's just weird change, and it doesn't make sense. Exactly, because most of
3: us are trained not to want to see the girls fight, or or that's like a thing.
0: And then then if you
3: do watch it, it's something like—is it entertaining enough watching two guys whip their, you know, beat each other? So once y'all got in there and proved that, and you had and you got our attention, that's all it took. Just that first, yeah,
0: right, uh, exactly. So to walk out and have that like weight on my shoulders was like it was very heavy but it was awesome at the same time like i remember just looking out and seeing all the people and like the song i mean i'd never had to pick a song for a fight i just thought it was weird you know like i just thought picking a song was just the weirdest fucking thing cuz for me i'd been fighting forever i'd been doing sports forever like i never had to pick a song to go beat someone's ass you know but all of a sudden it was like this important thing to pick a song and so i had like all these people helped me pick because I was overthinking the hell of it, and all the other fights I had had, I just told the um, the promoter to play whatever, you know. And they played like Holler Back, Girl, they played like all this stuff, and I was like, was... okay, whatever. <laughs> but um, anyway, okay, maybe I will on, pick my own like... song. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, I'll pick my own song.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, yeah, the song comes on and. I walk out and like I I said it before, but one of the trippiest parts was looking around and every show I'd ever been in, whether I was main event or whatever I'd done, like there was empty seats. Like there was people that were in the bathrooms. There was, you know, just places no one had bought out. There was, you know, like their, their little tables where they'd had their food and some people weren't there. Some people were, there was no empty seats. Like there was a person in every seat. It was just a consistent like wall of faces and wall of humans and they were all like looking and they were all quiet and like the lights were shining on them and it was just so like real and it was so big i'd never had to walk out in front of what looked like a super bowl stadium of faces before and um that was like that was like real pressure you know i was like okay no i now i really really got to do a good job you know so I get in there and I just like, I'd seen the, the octagon on TV so many times, but here I am and I can like touch it and I'm not touching it as a fan. I'm not touching it as, you know, someone that's like curious what this, you know, martial arts contraption is like, I'm, I'm in here because I, I'm, I earned it and I'm supposed to be, and this is my office now. And I just wanted to like feel it and touch it and not, not have it be because my face is pressed up against the cage and we're fighting, but because I like, I'm there and I get to touch it and I just wanted to feel the cage um and it got very quiet you know it got very silent very quiet and um you know she came out and honestly it was I was still stuck in that moment for a while like I couldn't uh I couldn't turn on the whole beginning of the fight I was just like I felt like I was Like someone was sitting there with a remote control that like wasn't working, like only the B button was working and like left or something like nothing, nothing was working. And I was sitting there watching her beat me, even though I knew she wasn't better than me, you know, and I'm like, like any minute now you're going to stop acting like this.
3: So how long did it take you to figure that out? Was that after the first couple um, seconds when you were like, oh, was, I got this? No. No, no it, it,
0: it done, was yeah. in halfway through the second round. No, I'm saying she so wouldn't I, turn I, I know you wouldn't turn,
3: round. you didn't you couldn't turn it on, is what she said. But I mean in your head, yeah. you're just like, I know I can beat her, I just can't turn it on. Oh, I see what you were saying. Yeah, yeah like, oh, so I was like, so you,
0: yeah.
3: yeah, in the beginning, right? You normally can fig- figure figure yeah. that out pretty okay, cool. Yeah,
0: where I'm like, when are you gonna fucking snap out of this? And then at the end of the first round the bell rings and she used my face to get up like she put her hand on my face as like mm. to help her get off the ground there's that trigger and she was already, <laughs> she, was is, already you
3: know,
0: <laughs> she was already beating me too which was like you
3: all right that's well, all i needed you know, like why, how,
0: <laughs> you're winning right now like why do you have to punk me you're already winning but that changed everything like then it just turned into like I was just kind of ghetto. You know? right. and, like a fight, um, turned as as into as as a as fight. <laughs> you know, yeah, disrespect like me on national it television. Into, <laughs> it just turned into what it needed to be. You know, it was like, I'm I'm fucking fighting. Who am I to sit here and just be getting my ass beat by this girl that's not better than me? You know, and, and it, that turned it on and it took me a little bit longer. Like, I, I ran at her and I just wanted to like hurt her, which uh, kind of came on a little bit too fast. I, I, I wasn't like fully in my bearings yet, but we got about halfway through that first or or that second round. And I knew she had given me everything she had. She had wrestled me. She had done jujitsu. Like she had thrown her, her submission attempts on me. She had hit me. She'd done whatever and she couldn't hurt me. And then I just like, there was this moment where it was like, it's my turn and I'm done losing. Like I'm not losing one more second of this fucking fight. Not one. Like these people are not going to watch me take one more blow, any more damage, nothing. Like now, now it's my turn. And the whole rest of the fight, it was just like punishing her and doing whatever I wanted at all times <clears throat> until the end where, I don't know, it was just, it just, it's time for a barrage, you know, and, and then she got it and she dropped and it was over. And I was so impressed with us because <clears throat> if, if the beginning of the fight hadn't gone the way it had <clears throat> sorry, it wouldn't have been so interesting for everyone too Because they got to see everything. They got to see a comeback. They get to see the ground. They get to see the stand-up. They get to see, like, people getting out of shit. How bendy we are. Like, how strong we are. Like, what our endurance is. Like, what we can wear as far as, like, damage. And it went almost all the way to the third round before she... Before I finished her. And then, like, everyone got to see everything. And we got fight of the night. All of the fights that night. There were great fights that night. There was... I don't even remember, but out of all of the fights, not only we, it was the first mom, you know, in there, which people didn't really know much about me. We, I got the first TKO, which I think, I don't know what people thought they were going to expect, but to have that and the blood and the hair and the blah, blah, blah. Like that's kind of <laughs> That's bad. crazy, right? The fight. That's and then, good. And then we got, not only were we like, Still being barely welcomed into the UFC, we just showed all y'all that we were the best fight out of every fucking fight this night, and everyone agreed. And I loved it like that. That felt so good, even though I was getting my ass beat for a while. It it, it all felt like part of it. It felt it like it felt like what everybody needed to see in order for it to be what it is now, you know, and to be believed in. And it, and we earned it.
1: Oh well, you know, it went wasn't, from wasn't Dana White
3: say, "Yeah, there will never be women in the UFC." To to title co- cards, I mean, yeah, main, main card. Yeah, there you go. Way to break the door down again. <laughs> Leading the charge. <laughs> oh, damn, that's so awesome. <laughs> so please, I mean, go. Ahead. So yeah, because we went, we transit. We have uh, a couple moves, like two handful more fights UFC, and then you're a Bellator now, right? Yeah. That's the thing is, I mean, we're still fighting. This is still ongoing. This is, I mean, this isn't something that stopped. I, I, yeah, it's a growing thing.
0: Well, being over at Bellator now is like, uh, it's just so awesome. Like they, I, the last couple of years with the UFC, like they're, they're great. Like it definitely feels like there's some changes and in some internal stuff that just is like, I don't know. It just doesn't add up. And like the amount of money that we're all making and, and like the ask of you as an athlete, um, especially an athlete at that level like to still be kind of like struggling for money when you're one of the top five in the world at any professional sport is like, that's, that's tough. You know, it's, it's a hard thing, especially when, you know, a lot of the injuries that can happen in your sport, like you still got to pay for. And if you're only making like $30,000 a fight and your medical bills are 20, like, and then camp costs what it costs, which if you consider gas to get to all your practices, like you have a percentage to pay to coaches, you have a percentage to pay to management, um you have to eat super clean and healthy which is a massive grocery bill um child care, if you're anybody like me when you need somebody to watch your kids so you can go to your practices and you can go to your tournaments and and you can um show up for the public or the the media stuff or whatever like camp costs a lot and uh one of the things that was like being tricky for me was just making that all worth it um I always wanted to continue fighting like I I I hated being sidelined. I hated having any kind of injury, but it was like the risk to go in injured or something off with you was was this complicated risk because if if that thing ends up being why you lost, then you didn't make your win money. And then worse of all of it, like of course it's like I'm making this about money at this moment, but like like fuck losing in MMA, like fuck losing in a fight, especially when you have the mindset that I have where it's like man, you just took my home. You just took my food. You just took my, like, you can get past me now. Like everyone that's behind me, everyone that I feel like I protect is vulnerable now because I lost, you know, like those, those prideful things are like God, that, that, hard that's, when you that, go out. That, there.
3: That's well said. That, that's deep too. That's the that, hardest thing about, exactly being a prize, what you're saying. about being a prize fighter. I mean, it's a job right? and, and the reputation that goes with just being the, the, the fighter. And if you climb your, your way all, uh, up the ranks, I hey, mean, I, let, let me ask you this question too, because a lot of our listeners out there that some of them have been in the situations, whether or not it's a professional fight or just a fight in general, like I've, I've, I've had my ass kicked in the street, and it just it, I could probably honestly say, it probably still bothers me
1: because mm-hmm. I don't like
3: to lose either. How, um, how do you mentally focus, and how are you able to rebound after, after, after losses? And come back even stronger. I mean, do you have you, – you're, you're very articulate in your mindset, and I, I applaud that. You're very well-spoken, and I think that you could offer something up to, our, to everybody that's listening. It's like, how do I rebound? How do you – how does Kat rebound from a loss or, like, all the adversity that yeah, you've Yeah, what advice? Give, give somebody – how do you deal with that?
0: I mean, I think just knowing, like, this can't be how it ends. You know, like, for me, I – like, when – I know something is off or I know something is wrong. or I know my performance was this way or that way because of this reason, not excuses. Like there's a huge difference between excuses and reasons. Like, and I'm not offering up any of them as to why some days it's somebody was just better than you or they, they had it that night and you didn't, or it's just the the luck of the day, you know? Um, And like using it as, as, as information and not making it your enemy. Like I lost today. I Like, I'm sad, I'm bummed, like, I'm still, I'm still like vengeful for my losses, not because I'm like, have anything against these girls, but because I want to try again, like, I want to see what would happen now that I know what I didn't know before we went in against each other, you know, and and like, like, problem solving it, like, I want to see I need it to end differently. Like, I can't, like, have showed up to this thing, you know, didn't perform, didn't wake up, didn't do whatever. And like, consider that me. You know, like that happened that way for whatever reason. And I'm supposed to take something from it and and change what I do moving forward. Um it it really just feels like I, I just I, I accept it, like I accept these losses, but I also want to know what else I can change to change it. What can I do to make myself a like a different version of that person that maybe wouldn't have lost? And and if I do get another chance at something like this, like, will I have taken all the steps? Will I like replace what happened and what went wrong? And then like, I want to know that and I want to do that. And it's all information, you know, it's, it's all, they say it's like you, you win or you learn or whatever. And I like, it's a cool cliche, but it is very, it is very real as long as you can like put things behind you and take what you need and leave what you don't.
3: Well, that's the only way you'll change. That's the only way you need to work on something. If, some, if it gets pointed out and we, we consider it a loss, but it's not, it's just like, okay, this is that, that's your standard test where you're at. And then you, you can push past mm-hmm. it. And the only way to do that is that way. Did you, do you think you learned at a young age through, through wrestling and through the other sports that, cause you said it and I, and I, I think a lot of people don't, don't ever come to that realization that I'm going to lose. I will fail absolutely no matter how good i am somebody's gonna beat my ass no matter how smart i am i'm gonna mess something up but that's okay
0: yeah well and especially on your way up from beginning at anything like would you guys rather try and fail and like get the chance to try again and try again and try again or always just sit there and wonder what something's like you know what is it like to be good at this what is it like to even like how many times you got to to suck at something you know before you're good at it like I'm I'm imagining you guys are good at guns right you're good at shooting you're good at your um I know there's cooler words than hitting your target and and target practice and stuff like that but I'm sure you didn't get that right from the first time you pulled the trigger like you had to you had to find your aim you had to find your stance you had to find the way that you breathe right like and the your is your chin up is your chin down or your shoulders square your feet you know like how do you know unless you do it a bunch of times until you find out who you are and how you stand and how it works for you.
3: Our our community, we're kind of trained up a little different. We actually fail every time we do it up until the point that we pass it. And then, then it all came together. So there's no reward for us. It's just like, man, what are you talking about? No, it wasn't good. Keep going. And then if you yeah. encounter something, and it's it's not a point. It's like I, I I made my move. They made theirs, and and that was the right one at the time. It didn't have anything to do with me not being negligent on my training or anything like that. And and that's kind of how they train our minds to to handle the things that we do. We we just go in there to 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 go. I I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've taken away from our conversation right now, and the way I hope everybody that's listening has, is you always. Took the next step. I can't imagine walking into that gym. Everybody on there wrestling. Even I would have been like, first time we stepped into in, in our in our martial arts class, I was, I was a little nervous. I was like, man, these there's a lot of people in here. They've been here a while. They know what they're doing. I don't want to get in there and embarrass myself. Where you were like, fuck it, this is where I belong. And that's inevitable what we said. But I think a lot of people meet that walking. They, they they're greeted with that threshold. They never take the next step. And um, I applaud you for doing that. That's that's the, that's the switch. That's the spice of life. That's what makes it great is stepping into that unknown. Is that Would that but be so some invo- No,
0: it is it still, it is very uncomfortable. Like it is still uncomfortable for me to walk into a gym where I know nobody knows me or what to expect from me. And that it's weird that I'm there. And you're a world champion that saying people that. Have to go- <laughs>
3: and you're a world champion saying that. So everybody listening <laughs> like, Hey, Hey, yeah. listen up. I don't think it ever goes away. Right. It shouldn't not if you're no. truly a fighter. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> That, no matter how high you climb or how many fights you get in, it's the same thing, and that's how, that's the hunger that's that keeps you sharp. The minute you lose that, and you're like, oh, I got no. Then that that's the difference. Like when you walk into a fight, when you went in there to fight, and then there's there's being a champ and sitting in there, and a fight comes to you, or if you're there for a while, then someone brings you one when you're not expecting it. And those, you know, as you go through life, it's it's those people like, hey, like I don't like starting fights, but I will go down anytime you won't. And keep chasing that.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think just even knowing every single time, even when it's weird going in, even when I don't feel like going, like even it, like whatever, like I'm always happy walking out. I'm always like, damn, I'm so glad I went. I'm so glad I went. Or, yeah. yeah.
3: Thank so God I glad. did it. I'm so glad. Yeah, so glad I did yeah. that.
0: I've been. Mm-hmm.
3: How's um? I'm gonna switch gears on you again. How um? I I, I just in my mind seeing seeing the pictures of Brayden, I, I can't imagine he he's gonna be. We'll be watching him in the UFC one day, I would imagine. Or does he is he taken to it, or is he kind of like, nah, Mom, I'm not gonna do this.
0: He like dabbles with it. The thing is, is he's so naturally good at it, and I mean, naturally, I guess. I mean, we've been playing rough his whole life, you know. I I am uh, I'm like grace to have such a like rough and tumble boy that that we get to. I mean, he's done Muay Thai, he's done wrestling, he's done um, jujitsu and he's really good at all of them. He doesn't like he, he, I'd like for him to ask me for him to do it. So it's not something that I make mine and a pressure on him because I think there is a little bit of like, I just do remember sports being so important to me and my dad, but it sometimes being like a little pressure from him that almost like made it harder for me to like focus and compete. Yeah. Know? I was
3: going to ask you that. That's a thing, yeah. right? You push too hard yeah. and, and oh, oh, push my away from it. And then me. they hate
0: it. And right. then it's weird. And you know, so I'm like, I just want him to come to me with it. And this year he wants to do kickboxing and he's been doing kickboxing every weekend. Um, and he's doing strength and conditioning, which he also asked me to do. And, um, I put him in these things and then I kind of like take my hands off and I'm like, so what did you think? And it's so hard for me to bite my tongue with the wrestling or with the, like, different, you know, like – things that I know because I fucking did them but and
3: we're built the same you're mommy you have it. cart
0: blots you drop in
3: there anytime you want because our mother can <laughs> outshoot us and when oh, she gets man. on the range like look oh, I don't hey, hey she talks hey, more hey. crap to us than any other human even dares our mother will talk down to us it's, it's, not even funny. Embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing sometimes so you have that right tune his ass up did um because, if i'm not mistaken you guys lived you guys lived in thailand for a little while yeah
0: um we took a hiatus because um it it was too much like it was too much and we moved to cal or we were, where were we? we were in colorado still at the time but um anniversaries and things were coming up and like i felt super alone in my parenting and i was just like like Thailand is very medicinal. Like it's, it's a Buddhist country. Everybody's smiling. Like the food is really clean and good. Like, um, the, the sweat out there is different. Like for you to go to like kickboxing there, jujitsu there, you're in this like puddle and it's gross, but for some reason it's the best thing in the world. And, um, I just needed new in an atmosphere. And so I, I, I was I was having a tough time, and I have a friend out there, a couple friends out there that I just I was like, here, take my credit card, get us out there, and I arranged everything for my son's school for him to be able to go to where we had a tutor thing going, and they gave all his assignments, and we were there for a couple months, um, just trying to regroup and just trying to like get my head back on straight and and use it as a resource to like pull my shit together because I, as I I was still managing it, like I look at it and I'm like, how the hell did I even do that? Because I was, I was struggling, but like, it was just, what do I have as a resource? What can I do like towards feeling better? Cause I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And I knew people that were smarter than me and I I knew people that did have their shit on straight for the moment and i'm like can you help me figure out what to do with me right you're, now you're so you're face.
3: so grounded yeah i mean you, <laughs> it's extremely grounded your neck when you write your next book i want it to be called grounded and i want you to explain to everybody <laughs> how i mean if you know share your if you will just walk everybody through how you went from where to a to b to c to d to where you are today you got a glow about you right now i, I yeah, don't know how that, you're doing actually. i mean that's not well, going to talking you. to us but you like it's it's uncomfortable and something that you're a fighter Fighters live in that uncomfortable world. No matter how much you get in the houses and all that, and everything that comes with it, it's still going to be uncomfortable there because there's a fight around the corner. And it, it, it's kind of funny because we get along in age, and you, you kind of get more experience. You kind of start complaining about it, but I mean that's just kind of how it is. I mean we're in it, if that, that's our world, and then you, you you know when you realize that you push back, and then that's how you became a champion. I mean you you're a fighter. Can't take that away from you ever. What's uh? What's 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 next, besides coming out here hanging out with us?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. As long as you know where to get the good barbecue.
3: That's right. <laughs> Best. The oh, style. we got that um, covered. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just signed over with Bellator, and like they're taking such good care of me. They're taking such good care of like all these fighters, and they, you know, I don't know. They're they're such a heavy competition with the UFC right now and like I'm so grateful for my experience and for the promotion and like everything that I got out of UFC but when the opportunity came up for me to make these changes that were better for me and my health and my kid and and our financial situation and um, all of that this last year like I I just wanted to take it I wanted to see what I could do with it and um, I'm over here and I'm done daily by the way they treat everybody and like how they want to just take care of you and make sure that you feel respected as a martial artist and as a fighter and um yeah so I had my first fight with them in September it was a nice welcoming um I was nervous as fuck for that fight it was so weird to get ready for during quarantine yeah
3: Yeah. Um, because
0: you only get like a couple training partners and like if you're lucky that person your your training partners are somehow able to simulate your opponent but like there was none of that they were nobody was similar um you only get a couple people to train with like everything has to be very private and sanitary and which you think sounds easy but when everybody's touching each other and breathing on each other and and all of that it's a it's it's a little fear (laughs) in the back of your head at all times if you're gonna get this thing because if you show up and you have covid you don't get to compete and you don't get paid. And so your training camp and everything that went into it will be for nothing. So, and camp is so different. You don't get to go to these classes. Everything is like quiet and on your own. And it's very, it's a lot less social, which oh, is
3: hell. Happy, next time, obviously. tell them, look, I, gave, I got, I got caught the COVID just to make my camp hard. All right. Hey, I had to drop some weight, made and, it sucker hard. I, caught I, the COVID. I tell you what, I, I, I had COVID and I gained weight. And it really wasn't that big of a deal. So anyway, I, I digress. Well, if, the COVID-19. If I, taste,
0: if I couldn't taste food, it would probably help with the weight cut. Cause really what's the problem? Hey, is I, I'm glad you <laughs> said
3: that because I was, I was reading through, um, through your book about nutrition and whatnot. You're, you look amazing. Is that, it's well, cause right, look, I'm at a point in my life right now. It's like, I'm not going to diet. I like to eat the way I eat. I'm a country boy. I eat country. So I just figured I was going to out, you know, outwork it and start running a little bit further. But is, is diet the secret? don't please say no just lie to me tell me I'm awesome
0: no there
3: you go (laughs) all right right there it's great to have you on
0: (laughs) (laughs) Diet diet has has nothing to do with it (laughs) I have to think about diet before I go so obviously losing fight and getting like all losing weight and getting all leaned up for fights is like I'm getting paid for that like I have to do that I have that's part of my paycheck is making sure I make weight I'm not gonna like disrespect my opponent by being heavy either but um one thing that helps with it is like what I eat because I do love to eat. Like I'm such a foodie and I like part, I'm not, I'm not too proud to admit like half the reason I work as hard as I eat, I work is because I do like to eat and I like to be able to eat whatever, but also still have like, I still need to stay within a range of health to be able to do my job. And uh, I also know if I eat or drink too much, and then I have practice the next day, somebody's probably beating my ass the next day, because if I'm tired or lethargic or like hungover or too much sugar and like my joints hurt or whatever, like I'm going to pay for that in a different way. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be tired or I'm not going to have a gas tank or I'm not going to do whatever. And like those feelings from things like that, those, those haunt me. Those don't get to like go away. When you go home after a training session that, someone beats your ass because you're all inflammation from like too much gluten and sugar and blah, blah, blah. Like, and you know that probably wouldn't have gone that way if you maybe ate some like salad and vegetables and meat and whatever the night before, like that is that's humbling. And you well, know,
3: so doing, so I, I, I don't know about that. You're I like that big country style. I mean, <laughs> I, you never know what I'll do around. I throw up on you, you know, just to tell them what I eat down in there. But yeah, no, that's.
0: Is <laughs> <laughs> a throw up attack tap? If I make you throw yeah. up, does that mean you, you got, tap, or do we just keep going? We gotta keep, like, going. Like, keep going. Keep like, going, <laughs> fighting, man. What's that's this guy, guy been eating? that's
3: a technique we patented back oh, down here. Go this morning. Know where I was at? You're lucky it won't come out the other. It too weird. Let's do this. Yeah, when y'all restaurant, you eat clean, you smell clean when you're in there, right? It's just that—that's I, I, that's the best way to say that, though. It's about the fuel you throw in your tank, and sometimes we don't like running. Look at this guy right here. What's up? Hey, is that hey? You have a Belgian or is that a German? No, it's a Belgian. Yeah. It's a I saw him when he's a puppy on your Instagram you know. page. He getting big. Yeah, so that 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 fuel, man, that's that's important. That's the best way to say it, is like just do it because you, your tank runs, you know, your engine runs better. That when you're guy running. right there is another full time job. The,
0: the Malinois? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, those are our dogs we use in the service. I mean, those guys, jeez, Louise. Yeah. Good on you for owning one of those. I tell people when they ask me, it's like, should I get a Belgium? I was like, no, that is not a dog. It's a machine, and you aren't ready for well, it. Well,
0: they, they don't come pre-programmed. I think that's why people get them is they see them from the movies, and they're like, oh, this dog's going to do all this shit. It's like, do you know how much training oh, goes yeah. into these dogs yeah. being that way? And if you don't do the training, they're going to run you over. Those things are
3: wired on 220. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just nothing but like, that's an energizer bunny on steroids. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. So, how can people tell us? Yeah. yeah. Wrap this up. How can people follow you, find you, and and um keep up with your career?
0: So I am on Instagram. I'm Alpha Kazunano on Instagram. Um, I also have a Facebook that's Kazunano MMA fighter, and a Twitter that is Alpha Kazunano. Also, I believe. I'm going to
3: start following you. Follow me back. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll make sure we put that out. And, uh, when you, when you, did you have a fight coming up? What's next?
0: Um, Oh yeah. Okay. So I think I asked for the end of February. Uh, I'm not really sure because all of the gyms are being weird around here right now. So I'm not like, I, I asked for that. And I know I'm going out to Connecticut, uh, next week to talk to them about it. Um, so that's the hope. That's what I'm going to like, uh, Think it's going to happen? I've been training and getting ready, so I, I think that's I think that's probably right,
3: the deal. Because well, so the gyms have been hit hard for, from COVID. I'm, MMA gyms, especially, right? I mean, uh, not, is essential, that, yeah, mm-hmm. not essential. Yeah, not essential. In the MMA in our belt. in the fight world, is everyone? How's everyone holding up? I know everyone's fighters, but this is a tough spot for them. I can imagine. Yeah, so. the
0: biggest concern is like everyone has to get their training in, and to get COVID, like a lot of times people don't know they have it, or like they. Don't have symptoms, or 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 they're just spreading it. And I know there's a few gyms out here that it's like run rampant through and gone through, and it's not there anymore because everybody got it. Sure, yeah. Um, there's also like places where it's just starting to trickle in, and then you know they're being real responsible with stuff. But people are getting sick of not moving, like they need that outlet, and and so it's kind of like a risky thing. Um, the problem is that I'm scared of is that I know, like, I know people that it's hit that literally it did nothing. It just, you know, they felt fluish for a couple of days and and then it was gone and they were able to go back to life as soon as they were done quarantining. And then I also know people that have like this residual lung damage that like it's, you know, been October since they got it and they can't run yet. They can only lift heavy and they can walk on a treadmill. And like, so those are the parts that's scary with going back to training is it's like okay, am I going to be someone that can get it? And it just flies through and I'm good. And you know, as long as I go home and I don't be around anybody that could maybe not do as well with it because of me giving it to them, like I'm not, I'm not willing to hurt anyone else, but, um, or am I going to be the person that like, if I get it, I I won't be able to train again, or I won't be able to fight again because my lungs don't recover. Like it's such a, unknown and trying to find the middle ground and know what I think and know what I don't think, you know? And so it's, it's, uh,
3: all right. Try thinking this, no matter if it's a bacteria or the most apex predator on this planet, if it walks into a room with each other, it understands who's top of the food chain. And if something's looking for a fight, usually something else won't jump on it, including a virus. Like if you're fired up and the people who are in shape trained <laughs> to fight and that's why they don't get hit that hard. If you're walking around scared to death, things since that that's the prey oh. and they'll and, and, and things will jump on it that's how it happens i mean be, you can kind of feel that and it, the, when you're people who are out there man don't be afraid even if it gets on yeah. you i mean you just kind of fight you're a fighter and you, you don't don't worry about that stuff we do everything we oh, can gosh, to mitigate she... it but in reality your your job is to fight even if you got that mojo and i would joke around like man we traveled around the country trying to find that thing just so we could catch it and whip its ass <laughs> he got a chance to fight it i didn't yeah you know what I mean? No. I, 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 that's why we think, and we don't want to give it to anybody else. But don't, for one second, be worried about something jumping on you. you you're expecting yeah. it. <laughs> you know
0: what? You're right. You're right, though, because when I do think about the people that got it and got real bad, they were the ones being the most careful. They were the ones and like even n- home it's and being scared. sheer numbers. Super scared, Everybody's right. going.
3: Everybody is going to get it. It's statistics. Oof. It's just sheer statistics right now. I would be willing d- to bet if you don't have any underlying conditions, you're going to be just fine. And let me tell you something about a quarantine. If you see the people on the news wearing bubble suits, then it's a quarantine. There won't be people going out to dinner. There won't be there, none of that. None of this half-ass, half in and out kind of stuff. No, they got to do it. Huh? If we're all mopped up wearing those bubble suits, then we have a problem. I mean, just <laughs> yeah, always—that's that's that's, our opinion down here yeah, at the yeah, ranch. That's but what but, a quarantine yeah. means for us. Other than that we, we yeah. can deal with it meaning it's a problem that we can handle amongst ourselves just be logical be safe uh, and so the next time you have a fight and they allow fans in the stands if you see two crazy identical twins standing there yelling your name we can tell them we say we love you that's us perfect we won't be hard to miss perfect
0: hey real quick uh, well I want to tell you guys real quick about this like fundraising that I'm doing and oh yeah 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 sim- so it's called Shelter to Soldier. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it is a company that um, they rescue, they take a rescue dog, a shelter dog, and they train it up as a service dog to be paired with a PTSD veteran I or a wounded veteran. I saw that on and, the news um, or so I have been working with them and raising money to buy this dog because to get the dog is about $15,000. Well, to get the dog from a shelter, I don't know, seventy bucks or whatever to get it neutered and and whatever. But um, it takes about fifteen thousand dollars to get it all trained up to be an actual service dog, service dog and like matched with the needs and everything that needs to go with working with these veterans. And so I have been doing what I can to like raise money for that. I've been selling cameo videos, I did uh, some shirt sales and things like that. Um, those are. The cameo thing is still going, the shirts are done, but um, it's just something that I think would be really cool for all of us to do together because we get to pick this dog, we get to name this dog, we get to pick the veteran and like have hopefully multiple times of this happening where you can save both this person and this, this rescue animal and put them together and like, so they can thrive. But this will be the first one and it's something that I'm doing now to try to just help out and uh it's called Shelter to Soldier and there's a link on my link tree on my Instagram. Um uh, if we'll, we'll there, post it up take for you. you. Over
3: to- yeah, absolutely. We got a whole file on you, girl. Look at that. It says classified. <laughs> Welcome to the team.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, it's a big deal to me and I'm really looking forward to it working out for somebody and for an animal. And uh, I just want
3: to throw it
2: out there. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be sure to promote it.
0: We
3: sure will.
2: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. We are so excited that you guys hang out with us every single Wednesday and it is so much fun to interview these people. And listen, if Cat's show spoke to you today, if you really enjoyed the message she had, please consider sharing this episode with a friend. Make sure you're subscribed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, that's where we're at. Hey, make sure if you're not already, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash teamneverquit. That's where you can get exclusive access to the show. Make sure you leave us a review. Share the episode with a friend. Thank you, guys. Hey, we've got some great guests in store for 2021. I can't even drop some of the names yet, but some of the ones that... Uh, we're going to have you're not going to want to miss and that's why you've got to subscribe to the show we can't wait hey also we're on youtube now if you didn't know that we're dropping every episode every wednesday on youtube make sure to check that out hey guys we'll see you next week